Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365, part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. Today is our NFL Week 2 Sunday recap episode. I am joined after a glorious, glorious day by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my co-host, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Dude, what a difference a week makes. At this time last week, we were waiting to start the show, sweating the end of the, I can't even remember, the, the Patriots, Patriots game. Patriots game to go one and three for the day, needing the Jets <laughs> on Monday night to go two and three. Today, we had a winning record. Oh my God, did we have an exciting early window. We're back, Chad. Back to 500. It's like it's a new season. Listen, I would, honest to God, like and we had said this on the podcast on Tuesday, the Jets winning allowed us to sort of evaluate the two and three record and realize, as you had said, we had made good decisions. At the end of the day, what kept us from being three and two in week one was some bad luck with the Patriots, right? And so... We made good decisions again this week. We went three and two. Uh, I'm going to recap all of that, plus our uh, foxhole, big balls, et cetera, et cetera, plus our money line round robin parlay. We'll do some leans for Sunday night football, for Monday night football. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. They believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, see for yourself when you sign up today with code ACTION and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1, whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary. At Bet365, must be 21 or older and you must be present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia or Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia. Or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions apply. As a reminder, catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. So for those enjoying on YouTube, give us a like. Subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Simon, we had the Bears, plus two and a half. Ugh. We had the Jags, plus three and a half. Ugh. We had the Titans, plus two and a half. Count on Mike Vrabel, baby. We had the Seahawks plus four and a half. What a freaking miracle. We had Buffalo minus seven and a half. That was never in question. Never in question. Our last out were the Falcons, which we would have lost because there's a two and a half in the contest. And the pass plus two and a half, which we don't know. It plays later tonight. Let's start with the Bears. Boy, they stink. <laughs> yeah, and it stinks where you, you, you have the false hope. That's the worst part. Like, I told you that the way to go is always the death, the quick death, where it's like the Giants last week getting blown out against a good team. We knew that Giants bet was dead. That's that's nice. Where the Bears, that's the worst kind of loss where I was in. I was like, they got the ball back. I think they're on their 11 down three. Yep. yep. And I was like, all right, here's Justin Fields moment. This is when he can become that guy for this Bears team. But it's sadly, Chad, the same old Bears. And I'm not going to go too hard on you about the Bears team, but, man, 
you, you don't know what to do. It's it's you want to blame coaching, you want to blame the offensive line and all this, but at the end of the day, it, if you we go back and watch that, it's gonna all be on fields. Like I watch a lot of that game. Fields holding on to the ball for too long, him not making the right reads. Um, it was all there. Like that that Tampa Bay team, Baker played well and it was only 2017. Like they were letting them into that game. And yeah, the the worst possible play that could happen was a pick six and fields through one. So um really, really tough, especially for people that had the Bears plus threes. You're just you're like, okay, at worst, we'll push here. And now he, he throws that pick, you get the back door on Tampa. So uh, def- definitely one of those tough games where it was all there. We were back in it and it just fell short. Don't forget the bears opened at four. So there was a shot. If the Bears yeah. just sort of drive down the field and they fail miserably and Tampa gets the ball back, they run it out. The bears could cover there. I mean, this was a, a just crushing backdoor loss for bears plus four betters. And there were a lot of them because this line moved quite a bit from four down to two and a half. Um, Justin Fields was terrible, truly terrible. Uh, Not anything close to what anyone expected him to be in the preseason hype. The defensive backfield though, it's like they're high school kids. They, every single time Baker needed a play, he got a play. Somebody was wide open. Somebody was creating space. Somebody in the bears orange uniform was just, trying to catch up to someone playing receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they were dreadful. The, the The Bears play the Chiefs next week. The line's 14. Like, I don't know how the Bears are going to keep up with receivers that aren't even top flight for the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes is so good. Yeah, but again, we'll get to, we can get to that game now, that Chiefs and Jags game. I, something's wrong with this Chiefs team, Chad. Like that – in, in, in what world do we not cover in a game where Mahomes only gets 17 points? Like, it's just heartbreaking. I'm just so pissed at Trevor where it was all there. That moment was there for the Jacks to take. Their defense played yeah. so well, and they they had their turnovers and everything, and they completely laid an egg in the first half, putting up six points when they had a bunch of short turnovers. And, you know, Trevor just kept throwing guys out of the back of the end zone. I mean, I think we had three different plays where they had one foot in and one foot out. And we didn't get the touchdown. And that's all we needed to cover this number. So um, one of those where I'll always play this number where it's like the read was right. Something's not right with this Chiefs offense. And maybe it's because the OC left. Maybe it's because Kelsey's not fully healthy. But you can just see it's different on third downs. Like you're not as confident as you always were like last year in previous seasons with Mahomes on third down. So, yeah, pains for me to say, Chad, but. I'm going to be on the Bears in the 14. Like, that's that's a good number for a Bears team that I do think they'll be able to move the ball. And I'm just – maybe it is the perfect spot for Mahomes and to get right with this offense. But to me, that's way too many points for this offense to be catching next week. So um, that that's definitely going to be a pros versus public game where everyone's like you. They're just off this Bears team. They, they've just looked dreadful through two weeks. But that's a big number for this Chiefs team that they just – they have question marks to me right now. Well, look, I did make in my notes is something wrong with Mahomes and the Chiefs because they did look completely discombobulated. There were so many plays where even Kelsey was sort of not as they would normally be in rhythm for the way they would normally be playing. But also the Jags, look, we watched Trevor Lawrence last year, early in the year, really miss a lot of these red zone throws that you're talking about. 
And as the year went on in the second half of the year, he had four multi-touchdown games, right? And then against the Chargers in that playoff game, he was so extraordinary playing exactly the way Doug Peterson had been trying to get him to play. So you really thought he'd come out this year and be special. He wasn't that great against the Colts in week one. Uh, And then this past week in that red zone, he was awful. Like he was just throwing guys out of bounds. It was, it was truly painful to watch the Jags because you're right. uh, That, that should have been a 17, 15 game. Yeah. They just, they left so many plays in the field and it would have been, you know, probably the biggest storyline of the week, right? Chiefs 0-2 to start the season. Whatever could have happened if Trevor had played that good game and he would have been the talk of the league, right? Because everyone wants to crown the new next guy. So um, that that was definitely one of those games where Trevor had all the hype leading into it. You thought he was going to take a big step. And, you know, the Jaguars defense showed up and the offense just did not. So, um, yeah, those, those two picks, you know, I, I regret it, obviously, afterwards, but it's like even looking back, I probably would have been in on the Bears with you. It was just like all the things were there for us to want to back the Bears. It was like we, we have a team that's going to be able to move the ball, and I just didn't think Baker was going to have that kind of game. I mean, Baker threw for 300 yards and no turnovers. That was yeah. probably the most shocking part of that uh, week, too, where Baker, the pros were on that. Like pros all summer were talking up this Bucks team. You know, they could fizzle out. We always see teams start 3-0 and and then fizzle out as the season goes along. The Bucs, you know, they got some players on that team with Godwin and Mike Evans. So if those guys stay healthy, I can just see that team continue on successfully. So, yeah, those, those two, two were bad losses, Chad, but let's get to the three winners. Well, the one thing I do want to say, though, before we get to that is Evans and Godwin, uh, and they are a good example of something the Bears have never had and still might not have, even though DJ Moore should have been a bigger part of the offense, which is a Pro Bowl caliber receiver. Uh, And it showed up today. There was that tweet going around. And this is like, to me, an indication the Bears don't get enough credit for being so pathetic for so long. Um, And like only if you're a real Chicago Bears fan, do you recognize how bad they've been? There was this tweet, you and I talked about it this morning before we went on the air with Convince Me, uh, Justin Jefferson at 24 has more career yards than any player who's ever played receiver for the Bears in their in their history. He would be the Bears' all-time leading receiver right now. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, another good example of guys who could be the Bears' all-time leading receivers. Uh, and look, what I will say about Baker is, is it possible he is good and never had good receivers? Hmm. I don't know. I still think he'll turn it. I think, I think eventually he'll turn back into a pumpkin. It's just, he's just playing smart right now where even the stupid things, like he got strip sack and fumble and they got the ball back. And then he had a pick right into a guy's hands on the bears in classic bears fashion. He started running for a pick six before he even caught the ball. So um, he's, he's, he's late leaving him out there, but again, he's not hurting the team. Like the, my biggest takeaway from Baker was in the red zone. He had a play where, Old Baker would have thrown it into like three guys to force it. And he threw it out of the back of the end zone and he took the three. And it's like, I can't believe this is the new Baker. So um, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Baker ball. Uh, Boy, the Tennessee Titans. Did did they hit the uh, Matt Mitchell? Fill us in. What's happening now, Denver? The Denver Broncos have thrown a Hail Mary to the five. It was deflected backwards and caught in the end zone, and they are now attempting the two-point conversion to take it to overtime. 
Holy shit. Are you kidding me? All right. Well, Matt Mitchell, keep us posted on that. If they go to overtime, it doesn't matter. I still think the state troopers on the sidelines should arrest Russell Wilson and Coach Payton and send them straight to jail after the game. It has failed. It has failed. Send them to jail. Straight to jail, folks. It has failed. Owen two. The Broncos are now 0-2. They have lost to the Washington Commanders and Raiders. Wow, not the start anyone was expecting. But this is interesting because look, we let's talk about Buffalo for a second. Buffalo dominated. We were all over that from last Sunday. Alert here for Josh Allen. something about this outrageous man Everybody loved Buffalo. It was at eight and a half. It was your Simon Says bet at eight and a half on Tuesday. It climbed to nine and a half. It got lower because some injuries in the secondary. You and I were never worried about it for a second. We were both pounding Buffalo a little bit more. Um, So that was a big win for us today. Never in doubt. They played exactly the way we expected them to play. So here's what gets interesting. The look ahead line for the Bills on the road at Washington was minus six. I played it for half a unit today. Because I was so convinced Washington would be terrible. Let's see if I can find that number. It, uh, oh, I don't have it updated right now. But what was your take on the Bills today? Yeah, it was. It went exactly how we predicted. That's that, Those are the dream scenarios where you have a game plan in mind of what the game's going to go like and you make a number. And I kept saying, like, I make the number 10. Um, I know a couple of smart pro guys, actually, that came in on uh, the Raiders team. They were like, Looking at it from the standpoint of they thought that Jimmy was going to be able to keep up with Josh Allen. I just I just never saw that as a possibility. And, you know, the fact that we joke about all the time, Jimmy led a drive in that fourth quarter and they won the game in Denver. And that's why people were like, you know, believing in this Raiders team while fading this Bills team because they had one bad game in a primetime spot. So um, that's just a classic overreaction spot. We came back to the other side and we were couldn't be more than happy. We both said to each other, when it was seven and a half, it's like we have to have this one in. So um that that's always nice where you nail that. And what was it, 21, 10 and a half? Like we were just never, never really worried about that number. So um yeah, one of the few easy sweats today. Uh Seattle plus four and a half, not an easy sweat. I take <laughs> notes, I take notes on all of our games. And um my, I'll like have columns and columns of notes, but this Seattle Detroit game kind of went exactly the way we expected it to go. Like there was nothing in the game that made me think, oh, we got this handicap wrong or, you know, we, they were doing something different than we expected. I think we expected Seattle to be able to move the ball. We expected uh, Detroit to go up and down the field, everything we expected. I have one note, which is, Thinking back to the Seahawks had third down uh, late in the game and Gino has a chance to get rid of the ball 
They can punt the Lions deep into their own territory. He goes back, he goes back, he gets sacked. So instead, they basically give the Lions at mid, the ball to the midfield, so they're 15 yards from a field goal. My only note is, Gino, throw the ball. Now, that was a great game. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. When I went to overtime chat, I was terrified because we had the four and a half. So I was like, we got no worries in this game right now. Like, it's it's going perfectly to plan. When they went to OT, I was scared because I was just like, this is going to land six. And then me and Chad are going to be back in the two and three dumpster. Uh, yeah, just a, a, another game of, you know, the Seahawks are not as bad as we all perceive offensively. You know, they laid an egg in the second half, but their defense, something's wrong there. And we'll see. Maybe that's just they had a bad, you know, Stafford looked great again today. And, you know, golf, we can say whatever we want about him. He's looked really well these these last, uh, I guess, year and a half now. So um, it could just be the Seahawks matchups wise. But, yeah, that their offense, you know, blow for blow, stayed in that game with Detroit. And whoever had the ball first, you kind of felt like they were going to score in that overtime. And luckily for us, it was the Seahawks. So, um, yeah, that that came big on our round robin. We went four and one in it. And the Seahawks were one of the big legs in it. So. Um, that's, that's always nice to hit those dogs outright. Uh, thank you, Seahawks. Yeah, that one, um, you know, it's funny. I never felt nervous in overtime. I actually felt <laughs> like this was going to be a game that went our way. The Titans, however, my head is spinning on the Titans. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this team. I have, I have so many thoughts. Like, I think a Vrabel is a genius. Ryan Tannehill is not as bad as everyone says he is. Yeah. The problem is this offensive line is dangerously bad. Like he could end up dead kind of bad. And it's it's making it almost impossible for him to keep this team in games and it's only through sort of some miracle plays that they that they stayed in this game that we got to win this game plus some unbelievable play calling by Vrabel. But my question is is this team good? Are they lucky? Are they just really patient? And Vrabel is so good at coaching that he knows how a game is going to play out. Give me your read on the Titans right now. The best team to have in a dog fight as a dog. Like every time we get him as a dog, Chad, you know, we just, we have to take Vrabel and everything in my body was fighting it. And I just, I just couldn't see this Chargers team starting 0-2. Um, now they're staring down 0-3 because I mean, you'll see next week's line against the Vikings. The books are daring you to take them. They're only at, they're at a pick them pretty much at most books. So you could take them as a small favorite. You could take them as a small dog. You take it as a pick. It's it's pretty crazy. This team might be staring at zero and three. This Chargers team with all this talent and this incredible quarterback Herbert. So yeah, I, I was honestly never worried about it because I just trusted the number chat. I just kept thinking to myself, the Chargers are going to shoot themselves in the foot eventually, and. They did by not scoring that touchdown in the, the game. When they kicked that field goal, we went to overtime. I just felt so confident in this Tennessee team to, you know, to get get the ball, go down the field, and somehow kick a field goal, and that's what they did. So, yeah, that that's like one of my favorite things. We bet these games, and everyone you're with is just like, there's no chance. Like, there's no chance Tano's going to keep up with Herbert, and he just had one of those games, and he did. So, yeah, that was a really fun cover. Well, look, the problem is, Brandon Staley is not a good coach. And like we, you are giving yourself an advantage anytime you are betting on Mike Vrabel against Brandon Staley. There's not even a comparison. That to me was the main driving factor at the end of this. Uh, no matter how uncomfortable we were going to be betting on what we don't think is a very good offense with the Titans. It's just Brandon Staley is not that good. 
Great stat from my guy, Evan Abrams. Mike Vrabel is now 23 and 22 straight up as an underdog in his coaching career. He's the only coach above 500 straight up as an underdog. Minimum games, 20 games played last 20 years. So Vrabel right there. We say it all the time. We take the number and we throw a little on the money line. It's just he, he's been an incredible coach as winning as a dog. Oh, my God. He's so good. So, by the way, Mike Vrabel next week. He is a, let me look at this right now. I think he's a five-point underdog. Um, where was that game? Hold on. Did I miss it? I no, it's I... dropping down. It's down to four now. I see a lot of books, three and a half. I got, they're at the Browns. At the Browns, right. Um, so if you want to play it safe, you take that number. If the Browns lose to the uh, the Pittsburgh Monday night, you got great value on this, this variable defense. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting one. We'll talk about that when we get to our our leans in a second. So um, we've run through every single game. There's one more team I want to talk about. You could say everything we just said about the Tennessee Titans, about the Atlanta Falcons. Love this team. He makes the right calls. He takes the right risks. He puts his players in really good positions. Uh it's a really good example, by the way, the Falcons winning by one of needing to listen to this show. Because remember on Thursday, we were talking about the Falcons and we liked them as underdogs. And Evan told us in the chat while we were recording the show, they flipped to one point favorites. And then by the time the game kicked off in our contest today, they were two and a half. Kudos to you because uh, we talked for a second about taking them and decided not to because the number was too big. Um, they are decent sized dogs in Detroit next week. I think the line was at four and now it's closer to five. Yeah. The interesting number that, that was definitely a good avoid. And our, our best avoid was I, I told you a game I couldn't live with myself would have been the giants. So yeah. thank God we didn't take giants. They were minus three and a half. We stared at it for a while and we were just like, I just could not bring myself to do it. And thank God we didn't like the, the we joke all the time. Vegas lays these trap lines, man, was that line fishy going down from six to four and a half to four to three and a half before kickoff on this Cardinals team. So another ugly dog that has been performing really well, that Cardinals team. So um, yeah, another team I need to reevaluate where they, they, they are coaching pretty, the coaching there isn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be on this Cardinals team, but um, what a total meltdown. I mean, Chad still alive and survivor. Seriously. Unbelievable. I mean, we got so lucky with the Giants. That is insane. Uh, <laughs> reminder uh, for the Favorites podcast, the sign-up reopens on Tuesday morning. So the sign-up locks while there are games going on. But it reopens for the Favorites podcast, $100,000 pro football pick em contest. If you or someone you love hasn't signed up yet, they still can. The contest automatically drops your two worst scores after Thanksgiving week. So if you have two 0 and 5 weeks between now and Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, those get wiped away. Uh, first place this season gets $40,000. Top five this week and every week get their share of three grand. You know the drill. Go to favorites.actionnetwork.com to sign up for free when it reopens on Tuesday. Um, the one other game I want to talk about before we get to our recaps is the Rams. Why didn't you push us harder to put the Rams in the contest? Me? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just that's just how it goes. Because I, I don't even think we mentioned them honestly. And you're you're the one reading off all the numbers and the 
the contest. So like, I, I guess if you would have said it, it would have popped in my head, but I just, for some reason, never crossed my mind. I, I, I just, cause I guess we didn't mention it. So, um, you know, maybe I should start opening up the lines as well when you're going through it, but for some reason they never popped in, like we never mentioned them. So that was one of those where like, yeah, afterwards I was kicking myself. It's like, how do we not have the seven and a half on the ramps? So, oh, you know, yeah, what's that, interesting? that was a tough miss. It, it is a tough miss. You know why? We talked about it nonstop. We yeah, talked we about it. it. I know. That's what I, I, I hate yeah. when that happens, but it's just, you know, it is Sunday morning. I mean, you have a lot going on. It's just, we, we yeah, miss we those rush. sometimes. We do. I think we like it. Was, and I tried to be so much slower and like, before I called you, you know, we got off the air for convince me. And before I called you, like I went through my notes to make sure that I had everything in front of me from our conversations on <laughs> Tuesday and Thursday. And like, and even in like the film session video we did, we talked about Brock Purdy, but then we said at the end of it, we're still going to be on the Rams. We yeah. knew we liked the Rams at eight and a half when it was higher during the week. I didn't even put it in my notes of the games that like we were narrowing down from Tuesday to Thursday. No, again, it's going to happen. We're running through contests. Like, we'll just, we're just going to have some games we miss. Uh, all right. Recap of the other picks. Uh, the foxhole was Houston minus one. It, it was always in doubt. It was never, it was never going to happen. Big balls is New England plus three. That game is now two and a half. We're going to talk about that game. In a that second. game's actually down to one and a half, Chad. Wow. All right. So, so if you got it at three, once again, it pays to listen to the favorites. You got the you best number listen. you could get. You got to listen to the show. Uh, the exact decision was Atlanta plus one and a half. Uh, Simon says Buffalo minus eight and a half. So look, the, the, the exact decision and Simon says came through for us. We'll see about new England. As long as you were smart enough to listen round Robin money line, round Robin parlay, Tennessee cash, Seattle cash jets lost Washington cash, Baltimore cash. You made some money. If you play the money line, Round Robin parlay. It's rare a game lands on one like that Atlanta Green Bay game, which we did. Yeah. We did move pretty fast. A couple of people say I need to eat some crow, and Chad does too on our hate of that the Green Bay quarterback who I shall not say his name, <laughs> but I'll give it to you. The kid made some big throws against Atlanta, and you can just tell when a kid can make the throws and when they can't. And watching Ritter, that kid can't make the throws for Atlanta. Watching the QB at Green Bay has goddamn love. He makes he's making some he's making some throws, Chad. And even on that, the way the game ended, I think it was fourth and ten. He made a big time throw with a guy in his face, and they called it back after he got the first down. And it's like those are little things I look for because it's like, okay, this year could be a wash for Green Bay, and they just might not be that good. But you want to see those little steps from love. So fucking Green Bay fans, man. I'm so sick of their shit. Brett Favre, Rodgers, and Love might be a starting quarterback in this league. So, um, yeah, Green Bay fans, you you, you got to be excited. Like, it seems like you have a kid that he's not st- scared to stand in the pocket, take hits, and make throws downfield, which that's what you want to see at a kid's first year starting. It's like, let's let's see what kind of stride this kid to make. So, um, clearly, I was too low on Green Bay, and, you know, that's the classic example of you got to get the number early because, like you said, Chad, the one and a half, if you had Atlanta, was a winner. And if you got it late, you were a loser. Just during our show, it moved to minus one and a half. So, um, yeah, really tough game there. You need really need the best number to win that one. Evan Abrams with a stat that's just in over 12 and one so far in week two. It's the most in a week since uh, 2019. Unders last week were 12 and 
four. All right, let's do a quick. Uh, <laughs> Damn, I, that's I crazy. Uh, Desmond Ritter also. Matt Matt Mitchell reminding us. Desmond Ritter now thirty and zero at home in his career, college football in the NFL. By the way, uh, Matt Mitchell, I used that stat on my kid today uh, and a buddy who's watching the games with us during the game, and they're both like, "That's good. That's really good." Also, uh, nobody that I was watching the games with, my buddy or my kid, knew that Arthur Smith is the son of Fred Smith, who is the founder of FedEx. Did you know that, Simon? Yeah. Yeah, okay. heard that one a couple of times. All right. Monday <laughs> night football. We got two games. We got the Saints uh, minus three on the road at the Panthers. That is a right now a pros Joe's game. Bets are split. Uh, bets are on the Saints. Money's on the Panthers. Uh, and then the other game is the Browns uh, visiting Pittsburgh. The We liked the Browns at minus two. That line is now down to minus one and a half. Um, if you follow the numbers, you follow the history, you follow the precedent, you would take the Steelers in this game. You and I still like the Browns. Yeah, but it, it's definitely scary where you, I do know pros who are on that side. There's some pros that have come in on the Panthers, but yeah, I don't know, Chad. I don't know what to do. I like the Saints. I think it's good value, and I think, you know, the Browns team are good value. So, um, yeah, two teams that if they win these games, it's a, it's a big step to what they want to be this season. And if they lose it, you can just say same old Browns. And you can say same old Saints. So, um, yeah, this this is pretty exciting for me. Where I usually just am really biased towards the home divisional dogs, and this one I'm kind of like sticking my feet in the ground, being like, no, I have these teams rated a certain level. Um, I'm going to back those sides. So, yeah, if you want to if you want to build the professionals, they like Carolina. They like the Browns. If you want to go chalky with me, I, I like the road favorites. Uh, professional like the professionals like the Panthers and the Steelers. You yes, yes, yes. like the Saints and the Browns. I have no opinion on the Saints and the Panthers. I very much like the Browns. Uh, Simon, the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. Dun, da, da, da. It's game time. Our sponsor. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, because they sponsor this show. Two, I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. You know it. I talk about it all the time. I'm a regular customer. They've got amazing last-minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. Speaking of which, I'm actually going to open Game Time right now from my house here in Connecticut. On Tuesday, I can get into the city, in New York City. I can get in to see the New York Liberty, one of the best teams in WNBA, under 50 bucks, get in to see the Yankees under 10 bucks. I can get in to see the Jets next week for under 150 bucks. I can see an NFL football game for very, very cheap. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out, have some fun this week, go sweat your bets live and in person, and you can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites for $20 off, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Uh, we talked about a couple of early week three spots. Um, any that are piquing your interest right now more than others? Yeah, if we want to work through what I've already bet on. Um, again, these are always just going to be a little bit of feeler bets. Uh, you know, what kind of opinions want to form? So my first one was I, I took a little of Green Bay Packers minus one and a half. Uh, they're playing the Saints at home. 
it's just just in case um, the Saints team does lose, I could see it going up to minus three. So that's one of those. I'm just trying to beat the number and take this Green Bay team at home. And the Saints, you know, say what you want, back-to-back road games on a short week. It's hard for me not to like Green Bay in that spot. It's just a bad spot for the Saints team, especially if they win the game against Carolina. You would just see them have a letdown spot after winning on a Monday night primetime game. Like not not saying that's why the Jets lost today, but it did feel like the Jets didn't have the juice today. And it's just like they had such an emotional game on Monday. It is tough for some of these teams to turn it around on this early yeah. slate. So totally. uh, that that was one of the first ones I looked at. Um I, I would I wouldn't mind you talking about the game you thought uh you got good value on what you did. The Bills were minus six, you said, right? Now they're up to six and a half. Yeah, I I bet the Bills um minus six this morning uh a little bit because uh brandon anderson who uh does a segment on the action network podcast that will be recorded tonight air late tonight out early tomorrow morning um where he talks about his look ahead lines and he talked about this game he talked about the bills keep an eye out for if they go out and blow out the raiders depending on what happens with washington this line could go from six to seven to eight to nine because the Bills are so good. And look, the Bills, when they win, we've talked about this, I think 37 of 53 career wins for Josh Allen have yeah. been by more than seven points. So I was just taking a flyer thinking we both felt really good about the Bills position here. And this line's already moving up a little bit. Another one, I like it, but I would say for most people here, I get if you want to better right now, in case you want to see how the Monday night plays out. I already told you, I think the Browns are going to beat Pittsburgh. So I'm taking a position on Vegas. They're plus one and a half right now at home against Pittsburgh next week. I got to do it. And it's just an early bet. I'll throw them in a couple early teasers, get them up to seven and a half, just like I did with Atlanta. It's just a good number. It's a long teaser too. So you're getting good value on taking them at seven and a half home dog in this Raiders team. And it's just one of those where Pittsburgh, I don't know if they should be favored against anyone on the road right now. So uh, a little bit of an overreaction from people seeing this Raiders team walk into a buzzsaw, a buzzsaw and actually get dominated by this Bills team. So um, a nice buy low spot there. And, you know, the next one, it's a no brainer. I'm shocked. It's still at six and a half. We got to grab the Rams, Chad Rams against the Bengals. Like, Joe Burrow, it might have been at halftime. They put up some stat. He had 33 yards passing. Like, we don't know what to make of this Bengals team right now. But um, I tell you this, this Rams team, they're exactly what I predicted coming into the season. It's just a gritty young team with a great leader in Stafford. So um, my only hesitation is they had an absolute miracle covered today. So I'm a little worried the public won't be off of their stank. But I do think six and a half is a little too high for this number. I, I would bring it down to four and a half. So, yeah, two two points of value right now on this Rams team, and you're crossing the key number of six. I, I love that for an early bet here against this Bengals team. What about uh, the Falcons plus five, five and a half in some places, uh, on the road at Detroit? This, to me, feels like a field goal game. I think, I think like Arthur Smith – knows what he can do with his running game against this Lions defense. Yeah, a little, I don't know. 
I can't I can't get there. I'd have to I'd have to dive more into that one because that that's a fishy number. Of course I want to take it. Atlanta is four and a half and they're two and oh. Um that that to me is a fishy line. Like this should be three, three and a half. There's a reason it's four and a half, and you're saying it's five and a half at the book you're looking at. Uh um, yeah. that's fishy. So um I, I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold out on putting any type of money on Atlanta in this in this spot here because that line, that number doesn't make sense. So good eye by you, Chad. Like you're you're looking at where you think there is value, and I think there's value too there. I just I don't want to jump right in on it because usually that's 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 kind of a warning sign there. Just like last week with the Bills, like when that number came out, and I was like, oh my god, this is under ten. I wanted to go crazy and jump all over it. I waited until Tuesday, Monday night, to really hammer that Bills number. So I'm I'm gonna wait on this Atlanta one. It's just a little fishy to me because. Yeah, way way too much respect to this Lions team that I think we're both in agreement. It's like they're always going to be able to be backdoored. It just seems like they don't have the guys on defense to really close teams out. So um, don't, don't hate your idea, Chad, of taking Atlanta there. Um, Titans plus four and a half. I see a five out there too. At the Browns, who play tomorrow night. I think we should take it just another one where you you bet that number just in case it does move because the Browns, if they lose, this will easily drop down to minus yep. three, minus two and a half. So um, keep, we talk all the time, four, four and a half are such key numbers. So definitely try to grab the four and a half if able. All right. What any other games? There's nothing else on the board that I'm like ready to pull the trigger on where I feel like it's going to move and I'm going to get a point and a half of value. Yeah, I I always tell people don't go crazy on these kind of things because yeah. not only is it is it a big big deal to bet this early, but you're also rolling the dice of injuries. And not that it would have changed my whole opinion on Houston, but when it came out that CJ had a bum shoulder on Friday and they they put him on the injury report that that you know he could have missed the game for Houston, that really made me worry. I was like, oh my god, I'm 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 taking Houston now with the quarterback with a bum shoulder who's a rookie. Like that was just a bad spot, and it was obviously a big deal. He played through the whole game, but those are just little things where you do need to be wary of taking early lines that guys do get hurt. So um, yeah, to me, the ones we talked about, those are the feelers I like trying to take advantage of these Monday night games. All right, feelers for reminder: Green Bay minus one and a half, uh, Vegas plus one and a half. Um, uh, Rams plus six and a half and probably Atlanta for a little taste. No, Atlanta, we're going to hold off on Buffalo. I would still take the flyer at six and a half, like, but you know, uh, and the Titans plus four and a half, maybe for a little taste. Love it. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. They believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, see for yourself when you sign up today with code ACTION and you'll get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1, whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older. Also must be present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, and Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions apply. We will be back on Tuesday, 1.45 p.m. Eastern on the Action Network app, on the YouTube channel, on AMP, 
We'll cover the entire week three board. Until Tuesday, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.